Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, The Gen Z Debate, investigating and debating issues of our future. In this podcast, we use our individual subject knowledge to discuss questions that our generation faces about our future regarding climate change, the political and economic landscape, and the scientific reasoning behind them. In today's episode, we'll be talking about Neuralink. Elon Musk, who owns various companies such as Tesla and SpaceX, is currently developing a Neuralink brain chip, which is a computer chip the size of a penny that fits into your skull. It is currently being advertised by Elon Musk as a generalized method to hopefully cure neurological disorders by sending electrical signals through the brain. This would include paralysis, Alzheimer's, dementia, and more, and will also have recreational uses in the future. A key term here is generalized, as the company realizes most people will develop some sort of neurological disorder over the course of their lives, and a singular product that could tackle all of them would be a hugely significant advancement. This is truly monumental technology for so many people wanting to lead more independent lives, and in addition to what has been advertised, this technology could be effective in reducing chronic pain as a result of numerous illnesses. But when we think about the fact that it has also been advertised to aid people with depression and addiction, things start to get scary for an already sceptical concept, as we realise that this brain chip has the potential to control our entire body and mind, including our emotions. In today's episode, we will first consider the concept of the device and our initial thoughts, and then I will explain the science and engineering behind it to fully explain what is really going on here beyond the media headlines. So James, what do you think about this as a concept, on a human and personal level? Well, I think it sounds amazingly interesting and exactly the kind of thing I would expect Elon Musk to work on. However, as you mentioned, there are certainly some potential dangers and unintended consequences to introducing this powerful new product. We also have to bear in mind that similar projects have been undertaken on an external level without actually implanting a device inside the skull. I'm referring to a project run by researchers at Washington State University called BrainNet, and this uses external electrodes in a special hat that people wear. They used three people in this project and they were able to communicate between each other information without speaking a word or even making a gesture. And it would be very exciting if Neuralink was able to do this as well. However, Neuralink has not been majorly successful as of yet. And in fact, strongly criticised with neuroscience experts around the world calling out Musk's Neuralink for copying other researchers' work, lacking innovation and making promises it can't keep. An example of this is the video released by the company of a monkey playing the video game Pong through the brain chip as it registered movements made by the monkey's arm that was controlling a joystick. But that joystick was disconnected from the screen and many neuroscientists such as Professor Jackson of Newcastle University have said that similar tests have already been carried out as early as 2002 with the technology itself dating back to the 1960s. However, the major difference in Neuralink is the ability to wirelessly transmit data via Bluetooth, which is certainly exciting. The co-founder of Neuralink left the company recently and numerous experts in the field are saying that Neuralink isn't groundbreaking. And while slight improvements in the actual technology and wireless transmission are credible, it does not offer any advancement in the actual neuroscience, simply just on the basis of manufacturing and technology. Now, Manav, You can tell us about how all of this works later on, but instantly I can see some potential major economic impacts on the macro and micro scale with regard to this power of Neuralink that I will mention in a minute if Neuralink actually delivers on its promises. Now, it's no surprise that Neuralink is slightly controversial at best and the American population has shown their caution regarding Neuralink 
as a survey was conducted and 83% of a representative survey of the US population said that they believe testing of brain chips in humans should meet higher standards than testing of current medical devices. However, those with any interest in tech will be extremely excited about this, Neuralink, as although no major breakthroughs have been yet made, I wouldn't put it past Elon Musk to break through with this technology in the future, as he has done with the aerospace and battery electric vehicle industries under SpaceX and Tesla, both of which have received their fair share of criticism in the past. Now, with regards to daily life, at this point, we may only hypothesize, but if things can be controlled with the mind, the production of various things we use to manually control things may cease. Light switches, mouse and keyboard for computers, remote controls for TV, and even car keys. This technology, if progressed, has an unlimited potential with these day-to-day scenarios. However, part of the criticism that Neuralink has come under is for animal cruelty, and clinical trials with regard to primates have been heavily criticised, and thus Neuralink has been receiving bad press. The Physicians Committee of the US wrote an open letter of over 700 pages and says records it obtained for the 23 monkeys used in this experiment reflect a pattern of, quote, extreme suffering and staff negligence, which resulted in the deaths of 15 out of 23 of the monkeys used in these trials, unquote. The Physicians Committee launched a public records lawsuit to essentially compel the university where these trials were being conducted, UC Davis, to release videos and photos of the monkeys. And whilst Neuralink isn't part of this lawsuit, the press obviously jumped right onto them. The lawsuit alleges that monkeys were not provided with adequate veterinary care and an unapproved substance known as bioglue killed monkeys by destroying portions of their brains. Despite Neuralink not being involved in the lawsuit, they responded in a blog post and stated that, quote, there was one surgical complication involving the use of the FDA-approved product bioglue and the monkey was euthanized, unquote. Now, whatever your definition of animal cruelty, I think monkeys dying as a result of surgery with some so-called bio-glue doesn't sound ideal to the general public, for which this product and likely medical procedure of implantation will potentially also be used in the future. So what are your thoughts about this, Manav? Well, yes, all aspects of the ethics behind this piece of technology are extremely important. But I think in order for people to truly judge what they think of the Neuralink implants, we should firstly consider the science and engineering behind the technology and understand how it actually works. We have already mentioned some breakthroughs with animals using brain technology, but there have already been various human breakthroughs too in the 2010s, such as the use of robotic arms once again or controlling computers to carry out simple tasks. So we already do have some technology that can work with the brain, But what makes the Neuralink so groundbreaking is that it is completely self-contained and can be externally accessed using Bluetooth, as opposed to huge machines that are certainly not portable to use in daily life. When it was first unveiled to the public in 2019, where the company showed the pigs they had been working with, the Neuralink was able to monitor about a thousand neurons to study brain activity in the pigs. So how does it actually read signals from and send signals to the brain and the body? Well, we use a concept called electrophysiological recording, where when we use the brain to carry out any activity, certain neurons or nerve cells in our brain are stimulated in a specific pattern. And by reading these electrical signals and understanding them with the collection of mass data, we can understand the patterns between human behavior or physical actions and the neurons in the brain that have been stimulated. And therefore, we can begin 
to predict the effects of artificially stimulating certain neurons where needed. In the demonstration with the monkey being able to play Pong using its mind, as mentioned before, we saw a huge scientific leap made by Neuralink. The Neuralink, using 2048 electrodes via high-frequency Bluetooth radio waves, This spiking information basically indicates a jump in neurological activity from a certain area of the brain or from certain neurons, which can be mapped to the physical actions of the monkey. Previously, scientists have only really been using a few hundred electrodes to record data from, so being able to use 2048 electrodes has been huge for the industry moving forward. This technology is amazing, but I still don't know how much of this we can trust. Elon Musk and his companies have done some pretty amazing things, whatever your view of him. But I'm not sure if, beyond medical reasons, many could trust him with their brain. What do you think, James, is the likely global response to this piece of technology? How will it impact our world? Well, will Neuralink be successful? What a question. And it's a very big one. And the current answer relies on the current facts. Neuralink succeeds in processing very simple brain signals wirelessly, but playing Pong is nothing like surfing the internet or carrying out more complicated tasks, such as controlling physical machines in factories, which may be a potential use in the future. There is also no standard language for brain function to be interpreted into, and chances are that this language is not Python or JavaScript. However, I can see it being used in some capacity in the medical sector, likely covered by medical insurance, yet very expensive and it would involve serious brain surgery for implementation which is irreversible. From a time frame perspective we are really in the infancy of this industry and it's impossible to tell how quickly the technology will evolve and after evolving actually be accepted by medical standards associations worldwide and eventually ultimately be implemented. Now I see The potential issue of Neuralink being a mistrust between the public and the company, spearheaded by the weed-smoking Elon Musk, whose frequent Twitter escapades lead to price volatility of his Tesla stock. And the public will be asking, do we trust this man to have limited control over some of our brain function? The other issue is that implanting something into the brain is not straightforward, as we have seen with the monkeys at UC Davis. And given that Neuralink is a firm operating under profit motive, thus minimising costs where possible, is mass surgery an ethical thing to be doing for a private sector firm? I would argue that if surgery was to ever take place, it should be through trusted health services, not the implantation machine that Neuralink is developing, alongside the Neuralink brain chip, as these can be improperly used when in the hands of the general public. Now, in terms of global communication and productivity impacts, I do see globalisation being enhanced through more efficient global communication as demonstrated on a local scale with the Washington State BrainNet project. However, look at this increased communication and utility in the private sector with regard to finance. Could we see stocks being traded through this brain chip and financial markets operating in this way as it would enable stockbrokers to trade more quickly, which is essential in getting trades in as the market opens and throughout the trading window. However, Would the side effect of firms operating via the brain chip mean that trades, deals, communication would more closely correlate to the emotional swings of individuals as there is now less separation between thought and action? For example, especially given the speed at which brain processing and decision making occur in high pressure environments, would this cause greater market volatility and eventually lead to the market failure? 
Yet a counter to this would be that individuals already operate in this way to some extent. It is vital that governments become educated on this industry so that we do not have a situation where government policy is lagging behind that of private sector innovation. Another potential issue with regard to governments around the world is a worldwide unified response to this issue. As different governments will set different regulations and policy for Neuralink and it will be interesting to see how cautious different governments are. We must also not underestimate the geopolitical power of Neuralink and Elon Musk as an individual. Already with Tesla, his gigafactory construction has led to states in America bending the rules with regard to building regulations, simply because the gigafactories produce so many jobs and benefit certain states. Yet, will the negative externalities be taken into account with Neuralink with regard to the marginal social cost being larger than the marginal private cost in production? I don't know. But large businesses are often able to get away with low tax, circumvent regulation and policy as they hold so much financial power, especially in developing economies looking for quick fix solutions to job market crises. What are your thoughts about this, Manaz? Well, I think as we consider the practicality of such a technology in the real world, it is important to understand how these devices will eventually make their way to the global population if there comes a demand for it. And how would we actually get one installed? Well, when it comes down to it, this is something very serious for the company and governments to consider. This is, quite plainly, very delicate neurosurgery, which cuts directly into the skull and the brain's protective layer, the dura, where the device is implanted and the electrodes are connected to the exposed brain. In order to make sure this is done safely, aiming not to damage the brain, avoiding infection, and to ensure consistency, the US company Woke Studios worked with Neuralink to design an implant and surgical robot. The robot will be able to implant the device in less than an hour without general anesthesia. It will be a fully automated process with a zero room for error mindset as the robot carries out everything from the incision into the head, removing part of the skull, connecting the electrodes, placing the implant and then closing things back up. The robot has already been used to insert the implant into pigs and monkeys that are being used to test the device. Concerning this, we spoke about ethical issues related to animal testing already. But would you consider it to have any ethical issues for humans too? Well, if it's deemed somewhat unethical for animals, as seen with the treatment of primates and testing at UC Davis, exposed by the Physicians Committee lawsuit, you can be sure that there will be huge controversy over ethicality of Neuralink and implanted brain chips when it comes to humans. Put curing disability and improving productivity to the side. Many people will be unsure as to how these devices may be exploited for profit in the long run. Already, current laws state that the brain chip implanted does not belong to the user, Thus, the individual does not have a legal right to its data and functions. With a lack of transparency, who knows what private firms will be up to? Influencing thought and behaviour, enhancing addiction to their technologies with a view to maximise profit and control consumer behaviour. There is a neural writing capability of Neuralink, advocated by Elon Musk, that is promised by the firm for use in medical application that can enhance cognitive ability and mood to combat mental health conditions, increase memory retention, increase focus, and perhaps change personality. Imagine a case where ads trigger a pre-written emotional response and apps that allow for others to alter how you behave with a simple text. Would these mood changes influenced by the chip's writing function? Infringing on free thought and individual rights and liberty seems to be the bare minimum risk of these technologies and that is saying something 
However, this is speculative and Musk has said that he's against funding these implants with neural adverts. But these implants are a permanent feature due to the serious brain surgery needed for implementation. And this places a huge amount of faith in Neuralink and the government's regulation and policy, a risk that I doubt many will be willing to undertake at this moment in time. So yes, this is perhaps the biggest ethical issue that has ever faced humanity yet. And I'm willing to stand by that statement. I think it's also quite terrifying thinking of the wrong people being able to hack into such a device that has great power over your mind and body. And further, what happens to you and your brain if the chip malfunctions? This technology is amazing, but it is going to take a really long time to ensure there are no malfunctions. There is simply zero room for error for this type of technology. And in the likely case that there is a malfunction, who is responsible for the damage caused? Well, yeah, these are all very big issues. And this is a case of government policy and regulation, medical standards or associations catching up with a private sector innovation that luckily hasn't jumped too far ahead in this industry at the moment. And these are absolutely the right questions to be asking, but it will take a big push from the general public in order to encourage these government authorities and medical standards associations in order to endeavour to catch up with the private sector innovation. As if there isn't a sufficient amount of policy controlling and regulating that which Neuralink is capable of, then I think it will lead to issues due to the profit motive of private sector companies such as Elon Musk's. Exactly. And I think we've definitely seen that there are certainly numerous factors to consider when introducing such a device into the world. But with all the benefits it has, especially if you were to benefit from its medical uses, curing various and highly common illnesses, as well as its recreational uses being a very important factor in our future lives, we come to a point on an individual level where it all really depends on personal viewpoint and the balance between risk and reward we are willing to take. But beyond the individual level, as we have discussed, it is certainly important that the correct regulations are put in place for a piece of technology that could quite significantly change the world. As a species, when dealing with neurotechnology, we most definitely cannot rush through this. And as I said before, there is no room to make the wrong decisions. Thank you everyone for listening into today's episode of the Gen Z Debate. I hope you found that interesting.